Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Mario R. Jimenez, and I'm the creator of this podcast. Uh, I am an NWTC student up here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and currently I'm pursuing the Health and Wellness uh, Associate degree program. In my personal case, I'm leaning more towards the personal training track of it. So my hope is that at one point I can get to uh, become a fitness professional. And uh, I have uh, created this podcast and named it Recreating because of uh, one reason. Um, I think most of us, well, all of us have created a persona. And uh, at one point or another in our lives, we are faced uh, with uh, the need to recreate that persona. Uh, and let's use this COVID-19 uh, crisis as an example. Before uh, this hit us, uh, we all have a belief of who we were and we operate in a certain way. However, after uh, we've been hit by this, uh, by this crisis, um, we are being forced to reassess who we thought we were uh, and um, adapt to this new set of circumstances. So if you are in this, uh, uh, if you are in, uh, in this circumstance, uh, you might find interest and you might find value in what I have to share with you uh, in this podcast. And uh, my intent here is to dissect topics of interest for the brain-minded ones that are willing to recreate themselves in order to adapt uh, to a new reality or a new set of circumstances. So the first topic, first topic that I'm going to touch base with in this podcast is uh, financial fitness. Why is financial fitness important? Well, first of all, uh, I'm going to cite my source. Uh, my source is Essentials of Managing Stress by Brian Luke Seward, and uh, especially Chapter 9, which is Time and Money, uh, Effective Resource Management. Um, Seward states a statistic that I think clearly reflect what is the what is the status of uh, most Americans when it comes to financial fitness. That statistic is this one: the average American has two point five credit cards, with approximately five thousand of credit card debt, and little or no savings. and I think in order to, to uh, make this statistic a little more clear, most of us, the ones that have been hit by this COVID-19 crisis, we were living paycheck by paycheck and we didn't have any savings at all. Uh, so that puts in perspective this statistic. Um, therefore, uh, we, uh, we can agree that most of us struggle managing our finances. However, despite these uh, depressing facts uh, that uh, most of us are currently experiencing, there is hope. And I'm gonna use the financial fitness uh, concept here for a second to illustrate my point. Uh, My estimated case is that most of us uh, have some uh, physical fitness goals. Let's just say it could be losing weight or uh, toning up or gaining some muscle mass. 
but most of us understand that in order to make it happen, uh, we need to do certain things. And some of those things might be uh, exercising regularly, eating uh, clean, and uh, having some uh, clean resting habits. If we do that, we understand that we maximize the chances of reaching our goals. And uh, actually, that dynamic is called empowerment. Uh, knowing that we have control over the outcome if we assume responsibility and uh, work on those things. So that same concept, empowerment, can be applied to financial fitness. Uh, if we assume responsibility and work on some basic financial strategies, we will have uh, control over, over the desired outcome that we want. So the question will be, what are some of those basic financial strategies that can get us there? Uh, I'm going to name three basic ones. Uh, first one will be make a spending plan and follow it. Number two will be pay yourself first. Number three will be use credit wisely, use debt conveniently. And we're going to dig into these ones a little bit deeper. However, I invited one of my friends to... Um, do that uh, for us, and her name is uh, Faith, Faith Latch, and uh, she uh, works for the NWTC's Student Support Services Department. Uh, she's a student support specialist there, and what she does is she connects students who might be struggling financially to financial resources on campus and in the community, and she's been doing this for five to six years. So, um, she she's uh, she's an expert in this regard, and um, and I think she will do a better job than me uh, explaining to us what uh, what these strategies are and how how can we implement them. That being said, uh, I'm going to ask you to join me and uh, listen to what Faith has to say in this regard. That being said, uh, here's the interview. So as I told you, I'm right here with uh, my friend, uh, Faith, Faith Latch. And um, well, as I told you, she currently works for the NWTC Green Bay's uh, student, student Support Department. And she's been doing this for, I believe, five to six years. But uh, well, that why don't I let you guys uh, hear her? and. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you, Faith, how you ended up here and what are you doing and uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for having me today. And as Mario said, my name is Faith Lotch, and I currently work at NWTC at the Green Bay campus. And I work in student support services as a student support specialist. And I've actually been at the college for over 10 years, but in the student support services department um, for five. So I um, currently work as a student support specialist. And really my goal is to connect students who may be struggling financially, just as I was at one time. I'm a former NWTC student, and I started as a work study working in the bookstore, at the coffee shop, and found my way to the Student Support Services office. And I just want to tell you a little bit about how that happened. So as an NWTC student, you know, I was working three different part-time jobs. I was living on my own. I was living paycheck to paycheck, and I had zero savings. And I found myself 
you know, with my car broke down and the estimate to fix that was over a thousand dollars. And that's a thousand dollars. Yes, that I did not have. And at that point I was like, what do I do? You know, that's the, that's how I get to work. That's how I get to school. I have no savings. I'm supposed to graduate in a month. What do I do? And a former NWTC student actually told me about this student emergency fund. And the student emergency fund is there to help students with unplanned financial emergencies, such as, you know, my car breaking down unexpectedly. So when I heard about this, I went into the office, student support services office, and just being totally honest, I was, I was embarrassed. I was nervous to talk about my financial situation, knowing what it looked like. You know, I really didn't want to share that personal information with someone else that I didn't know. But the student support specialists, they were very welcoming to me. They were super helpful. They made me feel not alone. They made me help, you know, realize that students just like myself are struggling just the same with financial issues and that, that they're there to help, you know, and the student emergency fund actually ended up covering the entire cost of my car repairs and I was able to continue in my education, continue going to school and I graduated later that May. And I'm just so happy that, you know, I stepped in those doors and made that decision to seek assistance that was available to me. And now I get to work in the office and give back. And, you know, I get to help the students that I see that, that just like I was at one time struggling as well. So, yeah. Well, you know, uh, thanks for sharing. Uh, thanks for being here. I greatly appreciate you accepting the invitation. And, uh, well, first of all, uh, I think that the experience and the information that you have is very valuable. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting that, uh, well, at one point you were a student just like I am right now, just like most uh, students that are listening to this podcast right now are. Uh, and therefore, you uh, know the struggles that we go through. Absolutely. Uh, and for what you, for what you just mentioned, uh, it seems that at that time when you were a student, uh, you didn't have that much of an idea of uh, what is financial fitness at all. You uh, said that uh, you had to come up with uh, come up with a thousand dollars for that uh, when your car broke, right? So I assume that at that point you didn't have any savings at all. You were just living paycheck by paycheck, right? Absolutely, I had zero savings. Mm -hmm. And uh, you also mentioned that you were feeling you were not comfortable when you went to the uh, student support specialist, right? Uh, no. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I I know the feeling because that's how that's how I felt when I went to you guys, and, and actually at that time you were one of the ones that interviewed me. So I I know the feeling. It's almost like. Uh, in uh, strip naked in front of somebody that doesn't know you, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a very vulnerable state to be in. It's 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 very personal to yes. to share your financial situations. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. You know, I uh, I just wanted to point that out because not because uh, you know I just wanted to grill on you or grill you with that. No, but uh, because I just want uh, the audience to know that uh, it's normal to feel that way and if at the end of this podcast they decide 
or at least they want to give it a shot to reach out to you and your department, they so they will know that that feeling is normal. However, if you don't overcome that uh, being uncomfortable in that situation, you will maximize the chances of uh, taking advantage of those opportunities. You know, uh, that, that people willing and uh, institutions willing to help. So that's why, you know, I'm just pointing that out. But, uh, well, thank you, Fade. Uh, I think it's interesting how uh, life works out and how at one point you didn't know anything about that and now you're almost an expert in this regard. Uh, and how, how you use the way you were helped at one point. Yes, yes. So uh, going uh, to the uh, question that I, uh, you know, that I'm basing this first podcast on, why is financial fitness important? Um, I have three questions right here that I asked to my audience at the beginning of the podcast, and I just wanna ask these questions to you. And, you know, just kind of in a general sense, you can tell me if you will answer yes or no. So the questions are, do you spend your money eating at restaurants, buying lots of nice brand name clothes? Do you purchase expensive coffee and entertain yourself with a huge flat screen TV? Make purchases, uh, well, which is called uh, retail therapy to allow your anxieties and frustrations. Would you say, what would you say to these questions, Faye? Yes, so to all three of these questions, I would say that definitely at one point in time, I would have said yes to every single one of them. And I almost guarantee that probably most of our listeners have or are, you know, at one time or another would say yes to these questions as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, personally, I agree with you. Uh, at one point, I will have to say yes to them. Uh, not currently anymore, but I think most of us uh, at one point or another will have to say yes. And actually, you know, it's interesting because I have three statistics right here um that actually reflect reflect what we're talking about and i'm just going to read these ones to you and uh you know, I, I just would like to know your opinion on them so the first one is the average american typically pays off his or her december's christmas shopping the following june the average american has 2.5 credit cards with approximately 5000 of credit card debt and or no savings the average college students holds as many as four credit cards and about uh, 3,000 of debt. And this amount doesn't even include tuition or school supplies. What do you think, Faith? Uh, do you think that, uh, you know, these uh, statistics actually reflect uh, how we here in America manage our finances? Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, for example, the first one, the average American typically pays off his or her Christmas shopping, you know, that was done in December that following June. Yes, because typically not planning ahead, not saving. And what do we do? We put it on a credit card. So we're still paying it off months later, you know, um, putting things on a credit card that you didn't have the funding to pay off in full. And that's kind of where that, you know, um, comes into play while you're still paying it off months later. And same thing with average Americans having 2.5 credit cards with, you know, 5,000 of credit card um, debt. 
Absolutely. Same thing. Again, we're, we're spending out of our means. We're charging on our credit cards when we don't have, you know, that to pay off in full. Absolutely. So I can even say, you know, personally myself at one point, um, I had seven different credit cards, all with balances on them. And I was making the minimum payment on each one. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, you know, uh, that's just only digging, digging your a little bit deeper, digging yourself deeper into that hole. So exactly. yeah, you know, actually, um, there, there's a quote from my source, and I think that not just because we are uh, up here in, in Wisconsin, uh, but I think overall it reflects uh, pretty well uh, how we Americans manage our finances. So the quote is this, perhaps it's true that Americans have champagne taste on a beer budget. It's kind of interesting. What do you think? Absolutely. I would say that describes Americans and, and Green Bay very well. <laughs> Yeah, especially Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? <laughs> and again, that's just saying, you know, we we spend um, outside of our means. We we purchase what we want, even if we don't have the means to pay it off. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think that that's part of the reason why we are constantly in this state of a never-ending cycle of uh, you know poverty. You know, if you don't, if you spend what you didn't have. And how can you get out of it? You know? uh, but we'll, uh, uh, we will talk a little bit about how, what are some of the things we can uh, do in order to get us ourselves out of the, out of that hole. But before we get to that, um, so all of these years that you've been working at the department in the student service, I'm sure you have assisted a lot of students. Uh, in different circumstances. And uh, my guess is that, uh, you know, some of those experiences uh, have been very impactful. Would you like sharing a couple of those uh, stories of how you've been able to assist students all along these years with us? Yes, absolutely. So I just want to say that um, overall, definitely, you know, we see students every day that are struggling, that may be homeless, that may be living in their vehicle, that maybe are going through a separation, you know, um, just so many different things. Students who have lost employment, especially right now during the COVID-19, we're definitely seeing so many students who have lost employment and just a couple examples of specific stories that I can kind of share with you today. For example, I remember one of my very first students that I met with and helped with the student emergency fund. He was actually recently released back into the community and he decided that he wanted to come to NWTC. He wanted to start over fresh, earn his degree, start a career. You know, and obviously very difficult for the student to come back into the community with no job, no money, you know, no family, nowhere to go, nowhere to nowhere to live. So, you know, the student connected with our office, Student Support Services, and our services were able to actually provide the student with connections to a temporary place to stay and while also helping him find, you know, something more permanent for the future. And, you know, I remember the student, he stated that, you know, it was 10 a.m. on a Thursday and you know, I was standing there in the street homeless and 
You know, he said if he hadn't found our office, he doesn't know what he would have done, you know, where he would be today. And what's really cool about this particular student is that, you know, our services were able to help him kind of overcome those obstacles that he was facing in his life at that time. But we also helped give him the resources that he could be successful, you know, on his own in the future. And he was able to obtain employment and he found his own apartment and he is actually an NWTC graduate now. So, you know, just one one success story for sure. And another one that I can share with you we had a student who is a single mother of four and she was in a abusive unhealthy relationship and she decided that you know she needed to leave and she needed to find a safe place for herself for her children and needed to start over as well and you know obviously with this student she had been with her husband for years and years and years and he was the sole provider you know so she's trying to figure out how to make ends meet you know moving out on her own paying for security deposit, paying for first month's rent, finding employment, you know, and so she was able to do some of those things on her own, which was huge. You know, she's going to school. She has four kids. She's a single mom. And, you know, after paying for some of those first month expenses, she found herself in the middle of winter. She had no money to pay for the heat bill or the electric, you know, and her children were cold. They were dressing in layers. They were covering up with extra blankets, you know, doing whatever they could to get through the cold nights. And she reached out to our student emergency fund and we were able to help pay for her heat bill. You know, that was um, that was, you know, way past due, um, not paid and help her so that she could, you know, keep herself and her children warm through the winter. And I remember that student, you know, she she thanked me over and over and not just, you know, for herself, but for her children, you know, so um, those are two definitely big stories that I will remember that were really impactful, um, you know, for both students, I believe. Interesting. Uh, so you mentioned that definitely, you know, being in this new set of circumstances uh, with the post COVID-19, um, crisis, a lot of students have reached out to you. So that being said, uh, would you mind sharing some of those stories with us? Uh, how you in your department have to assist some of these students, uh, you know, that are facing uh, these uh, COVID-19 domino effect? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, now more than ever, we are seeing students who have lost employment or lost hours at work or, you know, their spouse or whoever it is that was, you know, bringing in the income monthly has lost their employment, you know, whatever the case might be. But definitely, definitely, we've been seeing so many cases related to the COVID-19 and how it's affecting students financially. And I can give you two examples of many stories, but I had a student that was working two part-time jobs. She was a server and a barista and, you know, they closed due to the COVID-19 and currently she lives with her boyfriend and also her two-year-old daughter. And her boyfriend also was put on a two-week mandatory quarantine uh, for being ill. So, you know, both, you know, both were pending, you know, if his employment would still be open after two weeks, you know, would he have work again? And, you know, both students filed for unemployment, but of course, you know, there's a waiting game with that too. And, you know, currently also, 
the student's daughter's daycare had closed, so she was caring for her daughter at home. So not only trying to figure out your financials, but also focus on your studies, figuring out how to pay your bills, watching your daughter, you know, all of these stressors all at one time. And the emergency funds were able to help this student pay for her rent um, so that she didn't have to, you know, be so stressed about her finances, you know, while she was waiting for unemployment and stimulus check and other resources. And that allowed her to, you know, continue to focus on her studies instead. So that was one example. And another example I can tell you is um, had a student that was working and he lost his employment due to COVID-19. And something I just want to mention is that not every student is going to qualify for unemployment or state benefits like food share or financial aid or, you know, stimulus checks, tax refunds, all of those things. For this particular student, you know, being an international student, he doesn't qualify for those things and he needed to utilize whatever resources he could, but they were limited for him and, you know, with losing his um, income, he was not able to have enough money for rent or for his last school payment. And this is actually a student that is graduating in May. And, you know, on top of losing his income, his family back home was also suffering due to the COVID-19 and loss of income. So the funds that were being sent to him from home were put on hold as well. So we were actually able to help yeah, we were actually able to help this student also pay for his rent and also connected him with a few resources that could help him with paying off his um, last balance too. And for this student, another success story because, you know, he will actually graduate in May and he has employment lined up, um, you know, so as long as he was able to make those payments and, and get through with his rent and, and through this time, you know, get him over those humps to where he needs to be. So. Again, the student emergency fund was there to help overcome those financial obstacles that were, you know, put in place due to the COVID-19. Yeah, you know, and I, uh, I think it's important what you mentioned, especially in this, uh, uh, your last story, because uh, as you said, not everybody's gonna qualify for uh, uh, benefits. For the stimulus check, uh, so another you know, different set of circumstances. Not everybody's going to be in the same set of circumstances. So uh, regardless, you were able, your department were was able to assist him in, uh, so that way he could uh, graduate. You know, and uh, you, you know that's the that's the harsh reality of this po post uh, COVID nineteen set of circumstances. That in one way or another. Uh, you, you even mentioned that uh, this student uh, back home because of the global pandemic, uh, you know, that's affecting us, all of us. It's a domino effect that at one point is going to reach all of us. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, I'm glad that you guys uh, were able to, to help him out and uh, uh, reach out his goal of graduating. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sharing those stories. So, um, of uh, financial fitness, uh, what are some of those things that we can do to get financially fit? Uh, as you and me were talking and uh, organizing this show, we, uh, we agree on uh, three basic strategies uh, in order to get us 
in a better financial situation. And uh, well, I think there's a common denominator around the stories that, that you share with us. And uh, my estimated guess is that uh, all these students were living paycheck to paycheck, uh, like most of us are. So therefore, probably they weren't, they didn't have any savings. So when they were faced with all these set of circumstances, just like you, at one point that your car broke, uh, they didn't have any savings. So uh, uh, that being said, what are the things that we can do in order to uh, prepare us for something, uh, so, you know, for, for the hard times? And you and me agree on these three basic strategies. And number one uh, is making a spending plan, make a spending plan and follow it. Number two, pay yourself first. And number three, use credit wisely, use debt conveniently. So talking about the first one, can you explain a little bit more in detail what does make a spending plan and follow it means? Yeah, absolutely. So make a spending plan and follow it, or you may be more familiar with the term budget. I feel like when we say budget, it sometimes seems like a scary word. So I like to say spending plan. And really what that means is figuring out what your source of income is each month, knowing what your take home is, your net income after taxes. If your income isn't where it needs to be to meet your monthly expenses, what are your options for increasing your income? And then along with that, tracking your monthly expenses. So what are your monthly expenses? You know, how much is your rent each month? How much is your um, internet bill each month? But on top of that, when I say track expenses, it's those things that we that aren't fixed expenses that we may not realize how much we're spending each month. For example, things like going out to eat or entertainment or fuel or groceries, these things may be different monthly. So um, it's really important to track your expenses in order to really know where your money is going and how much you're spending. And by doing that, by doing that, you're allowing yourself to know exactly, you know, what your income is each month, what your monthly expenses are each month, how much you're really spending and what that looks like. And by doing that, you know, you're you're staying in a place where you're able to follow a budget or a spending plan. And the second one, so paying yourself first, paying yourself first, what that really means is creating a savings. And, you know, it means that before you spend, you know, your entire paycheck, you're putting something aside and saving it. So, you know, really, I understand that it's definitely difficult for students living paycheck to paycheck. How do you manage that? But like I always say, even if it's $5 a month, it may seem like nothing or very minimal, but it's still something. And it's, you know, it's not the amount that counts. It's actually the part of actually creating that savings habit. So saving each month. And then when you can do more, you can save more, but it's creating that habit of savings. It's, you know, again, not the amount that counts. And making savings a fixed expense allows you to put it into your budget or your spending plan so that you're accounting for that every single month too. And again, paying yourself first, having a savings is for all of those things that we just mentioned. When those unplanned emergencies happen, 
you know, the student emergency fund is here to help students with those unplanned emergencies, but it is short term and, you know, limited assistance. And um, so we want to give you the tools that you need so that you can make these savings on your own and plan for future, um, you know, emergencies such as that. So, um, uh, I think an important uh, what you said that yes, you and your department are there to help. However, uh, that's not the only thing that you guys offer. You guys are also offering uh, the tools for the student students so they can improve their situation, right? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because I I agree. Uh, if you don't if you don't have those habits or you don't know what to do, then probably it's gonna be hard, almost uh, impossible steps in order to uh, be prepared. Um, yeah. So, what can you say about uh, the third one, the third financial strategy that we were talking about? Use credit wisely, use debt conveniently. Uh, what does that mean and uh, what steps, what specific steps can we do in order to work on that uh, strategy? Absolutely. So when using credit wisely, there's a couple key you know, points to remember. So the difference between being a convenience user and a revolver user. And what that really means is if you're using credit wisely, you're using your credit cards for things you need, and then you're paying those things off in full each month. If you're a revolver user, it means that you're probably using your credit card for more than things that you need, and that means that each month you have a balance that rolls over each month that you're not paying in full, which means that you're paying extra in interest as well. So something that I would tell you to keep in mind is think about needs versus wants. You know, before making a credit card purchase, is this emergency? Is this a need? Thinking about how many hours did you work for this? You know, if you're going to charge $500, how many hours did you work for that? Do you really want to charge that? Is it really worth it to you? You know, can you live without this? Is it really a need or is it a want? Do you, do you have the money on hand to pay this off in full? You know, do you have the money to pay off this charge? Because if you don't, it's going to be revolving balance that will go on to the next month and gain interest and likely, you know, definitely not good, good for your credit to do that. It's important to, you know, pay your credit card bills in full and on time. It's a huge part of your credit score. 30 to 35% of your credit score is based on making on time payments. It's also good to avoid having more than two credit cards. Um, it's it's good to have, you know, you have to have credit. You need, you know, it's not bad to have a credit card. It is all about how you use it. You know, it's really about the user, not about having the credit card. If you're using a credit card for your groceries and fuel each month and then paying it off in full, that is great. You're using it for things that you need. You're paying it off in full and you are going to build your credit and you need credit. You need credit to get a house loan. You need it for a car loan to get a new apartment, even, even employment check credits for now. So definitely important. So I would just say, you know, besides those tips, um, checking your credit report. There are many options, um, you know, well, there are options out there where you can check your credit report for free on annualcreditreport.com three times a year for free. And it's important to check that so that you can really see 
where you're at and make sure that there's also no unauthorized activity that you know isn't from you on your credit report as well. So if I had to give you a few tips, those would definitely be the ones with using credit wisely and using debt conveniently. Hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, well, uh, thank you. Uh, those are great pointers. And uh, well, I was thinking about the statistics that we mentioned before. So definitely uh, knowing how to use credit and uh, how to manage that debt if we already have credit and we're already in debt, how to use that definitely will play a big part in uh, into getting us out of that financial hole. Uh, well, um, I'm sure there's some other strat strategies that are uh, probably uh, uh, will be useful, but. Uh, well, probably at the end of the show, if you want to point uh, point out where we can reach out to you and your department. So if uh, any of the students uh, in the audience want to learn a little bit more about uh, these strategies or more strategies, uh, so probably they can reach out to you and uh, learn a little bit more about this. But uh, before we get to that, uh, I have a question. Um, one of the last questions for you. So, um, if the faith that is right here, uh, well, in front of me, even even if it's just virtually, if you had a chance to go back in time and talk to that uh, young faith that was at the time an NWTC college student that uh, wasn't being was being reckless in how she used her money savings and uh, was digging herself deeper and deeper into this theft. Uh, to go back in time and give her some advice, what will it be? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, if I could go back, there are a number of things, you know, that I wish I had known then that I know now. And I would say for sure, one of the big things, I would seek out all of the resources available to me, just not just as a student, but also in the community. And, you know, just for example, when I was an NWTC student, I borrowed all of the student loans that were offered to me. You know, and I never once applied for an NWTC scholarship. And, you know, just last year or last semester alone, NWTC scholarships gave out $350,000. And that's free money that you do not have to pay back. Yeah. And, you know, that's available to students to apply for once a semester. And just by doing that, I maybe could eliminate some of the student loan debt that I'm paying back on today. You know, so utilizing those resources. You know, just being aware too of being a smart borrower. So talking about, you know, using debt conveniently and credit conveniently, you know, I could have definitely been a smart borrower by not borrowing so much in student loan debt. I borrowed student loan debt even if I didn't need it technically. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely used it for, you know, expenses such as rent and things like that. But I definitely also used it for other things that I didn't need, like entertainment, concerts, clothes, things like that. So, you know, if I could go back, I would definitely, definitely look at that. I would want to go back and pay myself first or establish a savings, 
you know, even if it was only $5 a month, you know, and I look back and I say that I was living paycheck to paycheck and I was, but I also didn't know where all my money was going. And if I had tracked that, I would have realized that maybe one less coffee a month through the drive-through at Starbucks or one less trip to, you know, a restaurant going out to eat. That could have been my $5 in savings and that would have added up over time, you know, even if it was just, you know, for the time being and building my savings as I could. So, you know, if I could go back, going along with paying myself first and establishing a savings, it would have been to establish a budget or spending plan and track my expenses, you know, have a plan, know what income I had coming in each month, know what my monthly expenses were and what I was really spending. I had no idea how much I was really spending. You know, there were times where I would overdraft my bank account. I wouldn't even, you know, I would, I wouldn't even know if I'd have enough money left over for my bills. So definitely being smart about that. I would also definitely, definitely be smarter about how I use my credit cards. I, again, as I mentioned before, had at least seven credit cards, many retail credit cards, which were used for things I did not need. And, you know, I took those credit cards and I wasn't really aware of what that looked like. Swiping my card was so easy, you know, charging up all of these things, but not realizing what that looked like each month, only making the minimum payment, the interest that it gained, you know, each month, each month, it just accumulated and the balance just kept getting bigger and bigger until it was out of control. Oh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so definitely using credit wisely, um, you know, goes into play there too. So I'd have to say that those three points that we made of creating a spending plan, paying yourself first and using credit wisely, if I had just used those three key money management tips, mm -hmm. I would have definitely been in a better place and a better place financially even today if I had just made those three small steps financially. Uh, yeah, and you know, I uh, well, uh, thank you for sharing, for being honest, you know, because it's hard to be, non be honest about the mistakes that we have made in the past. So the fact that you're acknowledging what you did that led you to that being in that situation. Um, I think that a lot of us right now, we are seeing, we're realizing how important it is to be prepared. And my point is that probably there's no way to avoid a situation like the one, the one we're dealing right now with the domino effect of COVID-19 globally, but certain things that we can do to be prepared to deal with these type of circumstances uh, and like you said uh, well making a spending plan and follow it uh, pay yourself first establish some savings and use credit wisely use debt conveniently definitely you know those are things that seem doable uh, they don't seem to be easy things to do but uh, are things that I think most of us have access to them if we really want to start working on our finances and getting financially fitter. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing that information. So um, one last thing, Faith. Um, you mentioned uh, that you and your department a lot of students and lately, especially within the last two months, 
you mentioned some of you shared some of the stories of how you guys have assisted uh, students in different set of circumstances that have been hit really hard by this COVID-19 situation. Uh, so uh, can you remind our audience what what is that your department do and uh, how can you help them and in case you guys can help them what are the things in which direction or how, how can you assist them to get to where they need to get? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, just talking about what our office can offer and a big resource is our student emergency fund. Like I said, it was there to help me and it's been there to help a lot of students. The student emergency fund is for students with unplanned financial emergencies. So maybe your car breaks down, maybe you lose your job. You know, the student emergency fund is short term limited assistance, but helps students overcome those obstacles. So helping you pay for your car repairs, helping you pay for a month of rent, you know, helping you pay for food or for gas. Those are things that the student emergency fund can help with. And along with that is our financial coaching resources. So you know, we're there to help students overcome those obstacles, but we want to give students the tools so that they can take these resources and, you know, have something different um, next month. They can plan for their future. They can, they don't have to rely on the student emergency fund. They can establish their own emergency savings. So our financial coaching resources allow students to be connected with tools for budgeting or spending plans. There's so many different free phone apps and programs out there that you can use. It allows students to get connected with how they can check their credit report for free or what they can do to build their credit or restore their credit. It also gives students options on debt management. Maybe you're struggling with overwhelming credit card debt like I was or overwhelming medical debt. What are your options? And we can help connect you with those resources too. Um, you know, we also help students with getting connected with financial resources for paying for college. So maybe you're one of those students that doesn't qualify for financial aid. Maybe you don't qualify for grants. Maybe you don't qualify for student loans. We can help students get connected with options for scholarships in the community or at NWTC. And, you know, if nothing else, we can help connect students with an option for paying out of pocket with our payment plan options for paying for school. So those are just a couple of resources with the financial coaching piece of things. Our office also provides connections to community resources. So again, giving students those resources and tools that they can use lifelong, you know, community resources, we help connect students with where they can apply for, well, we actually help in the office with help applying for food share and badger care, help with energy assistance, housing assistance, all of these different resources that may be available to you that maybe you just use now temporarily, you know, when you're trying to go to school, you're trying to work, you're trying to do all of these things. It doesn't have to be lifelong, but it can be temporary resources that you could be utilizing as a student or, you know, just in general. Along with that, we also have childcare assistance. So we help pay for daycare. Um, we also have our shared harvest food pantry. So once a week, you can get a bag of groceries for free. And, you know, really our office is just there to help with all of your financial needs and financial resources, connecting you with the resources that may be available to you. And these are all services that are available to students free, you know, so why not, 
even if you're not sure if we can help, why not reach out to us? You know, and if we can't, I promise that we'll do everything we can. If we can't, you know, we'll connect you with resources that can hopefully help you out for sure. Uh, I think it's important to beginning of the conversation of, of this podcast uh, that when you reach out to the department uh, back in the day when you were struggling with that uh, when your car broke uh, you felt exposed and actually you know I can uh, vouch to that because uh, that's how I felt that's how I felt when I reached out to you guys and uh, you were one of the ones that interviewed me at the time so uh, uh, again uh, what I wanna, what I want the audience to to remember is uh, that it's normal. It's normal to feel exposed. It's normal to feel vulnerable. Uh, it's normal um, to feel uncomfortable. But the resources out there, and as you said, maybe maybe you you and your department cannot help out at all. But in one way or another, you can direct them to some other resources that maybe will be able to, to help them out. So uh, I think that is important. And um, so now that being said, uh, would you mind sharing with our audience if they, if they decide to reach out to you and your department in order to maximize these opportunities, uh, would you mind sharing with us how can they uh, get a hold of you guys? Yes, absolutely. So right now, we Student Support Services is still available to help students virtually. So you can definitely reach out to us via phone. You can call us at 920-498-6258, or you can email us at supportservices at nwtc.edu, or you can simply find us on the NWTC website at nwtc.edu. Okay, all right. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, have a link right here for uh, the students that are curious and uh, wanna reach out online. Uh, but uh, well, I wanna thank you for uh, being open, being honest, sharing your story, your personal story, sharing the stories that you were able to share with us. And uh, overall, I wanna. Um, I think it's important one thing that you mentioned uh, all along, this, uh, especially the last part of your comments, that uh, part of uh, the, I guess, the benefits that your department offers is education. Uh, and yeah. you guys want to uh, enable, well, prepare us as students to have the tools so we can work on our own fitness and wellness and uh, I think that that was uh, that was an interesting statement because if we use the analogy of a, a box you know with tools what is the point of having a, a toolbox if you don't do anything with it you know you can have the best tools in that toolbox but if you don't use it what's the point of having it you know absolutely so uh, I agree with you uh, and I will say that uh, personal experience is not easy to dig ourselves out of that uh, cycle 
but it's possible. Uh, however, if you don't have the tools, uh, it's going to be even harder. But the tools uh, are there, and uh, what we need to do is reach out and uh, look for that assistance. Uh, and well, as far as the NWTC community and the Green Bay community as well, even if you're not part of the NWTC students, they can reach out as well. So, um, and uh, probably some of the audience, they might not be neither part of the Green Bay community or the NWTC. However, um, uh, I believe you guys can assist at least uh, in, uh, in the way of directing people that are wondering about certain things uh uh this podcast you might uh direct them in any in that direction that they need to go so um well uh something else you want to add to uh to this podcast faith no i don't think so i guess the only thing i would want to mention is that again just knowing that these services are available to all students so you know all students um, these services are available to you for free they're confidential and i did want to mention that not just green bay campus students but this is open to sturgeon bay marinette shano connell all of our all of our rlc's and campuses again you know um, this is open to everyone so Definitely, please, you know, please reach out to us if you are in need um, at this time, if you have a financial emergency or if you just want to learn more about how we can help and, you know, gain those financial resource tools to help you for future financial planning. There you go. Uh, thank you, Faith. Uh, yeah, I think it's important what you mentioned that uh, it's not only available for the NWTC campus, for all the NWTC, I mean the Green Bay campus, all the NWTC campuses. Uh, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. And uh, well, the assistant is there. Assistant is there. So uh, please, to all the audience, uh, use it. Uh, you know, uh, I, from personal experience, I know that uh, they are there to help. So take advantage of it. You know, that's the indication. Well, Faith, thanks for being here with us. And um, uh, well, uh, if uh, there's any other way to communicate with you or if at one point you're planning on featuring your own podcast or some sort of social media, uh, I'm going to be happy to put the link uh, at, uh, in this podcast for uh, the audience to reach out to you. Uh, well, thank you, Faith. Appreciate your time. And uh, it, was, it was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Goodbye now. Well, that was the interview with Faith. Uh, and again, one more time, I want to thank her for uh, the time, the effort uh, that she put into putting this interview together, putting the material together. Um, I think we did, uh, I think we were able to uh, create a case on why financial fitness is important and uh, what are the basic steps in order to get us into a better financial shape. But um, one last question that I have for you all is uh, what will be the benefits? What will be the benefits of working on our financial fitness? Uh, well, first of all, living within your financial means, uh, which we already talked about, including putting a little money away on each paycheck, will act as a buffer against the huge burden of financial stress that many people suffer. 
And we all can understand that, especially because of what had happened within the last two months of this COVID-19 financial crisis. Another one of the benefits will include a sense of empowerment, knowing that we have the ability, the power uh, to spend money responsibly. So if we, if we add all of these things up, we can say that spending our heart and money wisely is truly an investment in our own health and well-being. Well, with this being said, uh, I want to thank you all for joining me in this very first podcast. And I hope uh, that uh, uh, you all are, uh, by now, have the tools to uh, recreate your financial fitness in order to uh, get to a better place. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to let you guys go. And uh, I'm going to invite you to stay put and uh, uh, join me on the next podcast. I don't have a date yet, but I will be uh, posting that eventually. In between now and then, enjoy the rest of your week. Goodbye now.